Pharisee, I preach the gospel I follow the apostles, you follow Pentecostals You're not reformed, so that's a risk I believe the five points like an asterisk I repent, but you're in sin still I spit rhymes and Fernando does a windmill well, Here we go, and welcome to another episode of SolarCast Your boy, Pastor Chris Hernandez, and I'm with my man, Jimmy De Los Santos How you doing, Pastor Chris? And Pastor Henry Knox What's going on, people? What's going on, Pastor Chris? Uh, not much, man. Just over here with my warm blanket and, you know, underneath the sheets and <laughs> hot, cocoa. Stay, yeah, hot cocoa, <laughs> cookies and, you know, just trying to stay warm, man. I'm yeah. doing the same, man. I mean, it's cold. It's cold, brother. Like, oh, man, this, this all started like two days ago or something like that. It dropped yeah. from like, like mid 50s or so. Now it's like it's 30, 33, 27, 20. And then it's supposed to be, I think on Monday, it's supposed to be like 17, right? Yeah, man. I mean, I've heard it get, getting lower than that, like nine or seven oh, or something. Gosh, like that. Man, yeah. is, well, the wind chills, the wind chills are going to get us down into the single digits and even into the negatives, maybe uh, the on Monday and Tuesday, apparently. But yeah. Sunday, so we're recording on Saturday morning. If everybody knows, it's seven a.m. You know, this drops <laughs> on Tuesday, yeah. but uh, by the time this drops, there'll probably be snow all over the place. Is what they're saying, and it's going to be blizzard-like. So we haven't had weather like this in ages. Right. I was going through some posts on Facebook and some of my cousins were talking about how they used to love the cold. They don't love it anymore. Right. And I'm like, I guess the, the older you get, the more warm you yeah. want to be. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not feeling that way. I kind of like this right now. People up north that are listening to this uh, episode are like these softies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Why can't, why can't you people in Texas drive during the rain or, yeah. or during the snow? Yeah. It's the rain, too. They get a little crazy with that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, and, and also prayers definitely go out to all the families that we had. a. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, it's hard not to even hear about it. Or, or rather, uh, it was it was reported. Uh, I think it was like a 130-car pileup. Yeah, uh, it was in a wreck. Yeah. And uh, uh, at least six people were, were reported to have uh, passed away in that in that in that wreck. So we do yeah. pray for the families and, and it goes out to those who are in the city. I mean, we have, we have we have family in Dallas and also in Fort Worth. So we do pray for those individuals. So just just be safe, everybody. Yeah, that was something else when I heard about that that morning. You know, and it was it was strange because I didn't think that the I know that the, the, the streets can get a little bit busy now. But they're not like it used to be. A lot of people working from home now. I'm still working mm-hmm. from home, so I was pretty safe. But man, when I heard about that that morning, I, I heard it was just a small pilot. But later in the news, it got to 133 by the end of uh, the whole thing. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Really strange thing that happened on on a Thursday morning. Yeah, it looks like we'll be in indoors for the next few days. But uh, I guess now's not the time to cancel your Disney Plus, right? Since indoors. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, oh, hey, 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 I know this is not the show topic or whatever, but but can we talk about that just like, really, 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 really briefly? Like, okay, so everybody knows that I'm a dumb nerd, right? So I watch, you know, I watch Star Wars. I'm, I'm a Star Trek guy. I read comic books and everything else or whatever. But it, but if you guys didn't know, uh, there's, a, there's an actress named Gina, Gina Carano. She's been things like Deadpool before she's done other other movies but her sort of biggest you know star role has been recently in the Mandalorian right right she plays uh, the character Cara Dune in Mandalorian and she's literally she was a USC fighter she has a great record uh she won seven fights and only lost lost one so she's a real tough chick outside of uh, movies and, and television and also she's of course a tough chick on on screen and so Disney has this whole idea of, you know, the force is female and we want to, you know, raise up female voices and we want strong female characters. 
and they fired her for being a strong female. So basically, they fired her for pretty much essentially being 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 a conservative female. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, she is she is no stranger to con- controversy. Uh, it was kind of funny because uh, this this Twitter mob was on Twitter asking her to put her uh, pronouns in her in her profile, mm-hmm. and so <laughs> and so she put her pronouns in her profile, but she put beep bop bloop, <laughs> and it was like a Star Wars <laughs> reference. <laughs> so that's funny. so, but she did it in reference to R two D two, right? But they right. got offended by that and everything, or whatever. But her most recent. Um, I guess her her most recent sin was that she compared, you know, people that have certain political views to people who were in in the Holocaust. So essentially she was she was saying that that um you know, you know the Holocaust didn't happen overnight. It required a lot of propaganda and a, and a lot of hatred and sort of building up that hatred for specific people being the Jews. She says, you know, that's no different than hating someone for their political views, right? Um, She didn't mention Republicans, she didn't mention Democrats, she didn't mention liberals, progressives, nothing like that. And they fire her for anti-Semitism. I mean, Hmm. you know, I mean, they were already looking looking for it for for an an excuse to fire her anyway. But it's just, I mean, it's amazing, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not one to boycott and, do those whole things because there are so many things that I use that it, it would be kind of hip- hypocritical. But I'm but I'm really teeter tottering on that cusp of like you know I'm I'm, I'm ready to shut everything down, and yeah. you know you know I've, I've I've talked to you guys personally offline about creating our own content and doing our own, and I really think that conservatives Christians specifically should start doing our own, and so I'm I'm, I'm going to start start supporting everything that I that I can support you know like AGTV pure flicks and stuff like that because you know it's it's definitely um something to really really think about well i first noticed uh, gina carano in a movie called haywire back oh in yeah man that's mm-hmm. a good action movie if anybody wants to check her out when she was really a that was that was a good movie uh, in my opinion but i i saw the whole thing the one thing that gets me about you know what she what she stated is that you can see it it's so true right now i can't voice my opinion i'll be hated for my opinion hmm. but you know this this always goes back to what we what, what jesus said they'll hate you because they hated me first right and it's one of those it's one of those things i don't think gina carano i don't know if she's christian or not or what her views are uh, religiously but she's saying something that's true of christians right if we were to state our opinion they would call us homophobes racists bigots all those types of things and and, and we're not any of those things we we love people but God has set down his standard, and they're violating it, right? Mm. This is the same thing for all liars, right? It, it, does, it doesn't matter. All liars will find their, find their place in the lake of fire, right? If, if you haven't confessed and repented and put your trust in Jesus Christ uh, and, and come to him, if you're not in Christ, you won't make it. Now, it's the same thing when we talk to, you know, the LGBTQ people. We talk to them and tell them, hey, we love you, but that's... That's not the, God has set a standard, and you're not living according to that standard. Mm. And so, when she says things like that, all she's saying is that if I voice my opinion, it'll be just like you know what happened with the with the Nazis. They started all this propaganda, and they started to hate the Jews. All the neighbors they got their neighbors incited about their neighbors who were Jews. Yeah. And, and what's happening today is the media is inciting the 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 mainstream media is inciting our neighbors against me. If I let's let's just say if I was a Trump supporter or if I if I held views that said, you know, LGBTQ is wrong. Yeah, right. Right. The thing is, though, if, if you cancel your uh, Disney Plus, I mean, <laughs> it, 
what are you gonna what are you gonna watch you know netflix i mean they're they're just as bad right so it's like like pastor henry was saying it's like there's really not much not, yeah. not many places you can go there's not places you go especially you know this weekend when you want to sit down and watch maybe a, a love story with your wife or you know a nice romantic movie or something are we uh segwaying right now is that, is that <laughs> trying to you, know, you like, messed it up man <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what we we we've been known for being uh, you know the best segue podcast. Out there. <laughs> it is Valentine's Day weekend, right? It is. So, yeah. So yeah, it's the thirteenth today. Tomorrow's the fourteenth. Pastor Chris put a, a a message out in our in our Slack channel that said, "Hey, don't forget your gifts for Valentine's." And I just wrote back saying, "Hey, thanks for the reminder." <laughs> 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 why is that funny? Oh, why is that funny, bro? People don't know. I, 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 I sent it back because I'm being sarcastic. I ha- I have no gift to have. To buy, <laughs> right? So I was being a little sarcastic. Thanks for the reminder. In a uh, thanks for reminding me that I have no gift to buy. Thanks, uh-huh. thanks for that, Pastor Chris. What was, was the gift? Joking. It was like a John Calvin bracelet or necklace or something like that. It said, <laughs> your, your name must be Grace because you're irresistible. Irresistible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you were predestined for me or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. that's good that's good but stuff. anyway yeah oh, so so it is valentine weekend but by the time this drops valentine would be over but like like jimmy said we record on saturday so tomorrow is valentine so we thought we'd uh set aside an episode man and just kind of just talk about you know things that are related to valentine i guess in a way valentine's day in a way so you know something that is uh you know maybe not talked about often in the church but we thought it'd be a fun discussion to have we wanted to talk about romance right and um you know we were talking about this the other night in our bible study and uh, we're trying to get the uh, some of the the ladies that were there the, the the women that were there we're trying to get their opinion on this and and we're trying to come up with a, maybe a, a topic or a title for the show and someone came up with make romance great again <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know if we're gonna we're gonna get more hate past yeah. <laughs> so, so I don't know if we're gonna name it that, but that's what we're gonna talk about romance today, uh in particular uh, in marriage. So Jimmy, uh you like we always like to do what do we mean by romance? What is romance? You got a definition for us? Uh, yeah, I got I got I got a noun and I got a verb, right? And then the, they both have two little parts to them. So the noun is number one, a feeling of excitement and mystery associated with love. Right? And and an example could be um, somebody that's in search of romance. Mm. Uh, number two, a quality or feeling of mystery, excitement, and remoteness from everyday life. The beauty of romance in the night, right? But those are the nouns. And I, I think, uh, you know, for the purposes of what we're doing, the, the verb fits a little bit better, maybe, to, to, the, to the thing we want to talk about today. The, the verb is uh, dated, number one, which is to court or to woo. Right. That I know we don't hear the word woo a lot nowadays, but it does mean something. Mm-hmm. And an example could be the wealthy estate owner romanced her. Right. And so uh, number two, it's, it's another term for romanticize. And I think this is going to come into play a little bit later in our discussion. To a certain degree, I am romancing the past. And I think that 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 goes a little bit towards uh, what I would call idolatry. But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, those are the definitions I think to, for romance. Like, that that get us kicked off, right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's a good thing. I mean, people are probably wondering why are these guys talking about <laughs> talking about romance. So let's let's put some disclosure out there, right? So me and Pastor Henry are married. Jimmy, you've been married, so yeah. we've all have a little bit of uh, you know, uh, I guess experience, if, if you can say, in, in this in this area. Yeah. Uh, and and I think you know. 
uh, we want to talk about this because, you know, I think that this is something that can can land on two sides. Either one, you can you can hold romance uh, to a higher degree than it should be held to. And then on the opposite end of that spectrum, you can kind of say, you know, I, I don't I don't need it. I don't need it. You know, what I mean, that's that's just not not for me. So we want to kind of flesh that that out a little bit. Uh, you know, Pastor Henry, I'll go go to, go to you here with this question. You know, is romance, you know, you being a married man, is romance important in a marriage? Yeah, I would definitely say so. I, I, w- I would definitely say it falls in line in the marriage mandate, well, the biblical mandate that we have in 1 Corinthians 7, where it talks about the wife showing benevolence to the husband and the husband showing benevolence to the actual wife, right? And um, there's a portion of scripture where it says that the that a, that a husband will do things that are pleasing to his wife uh, because, you know, he is married to his wife and God has given him that wife. And the Bible, of course, the Bible says that if a man finds a wife, that he finds a good thing, right? And so a part of that area of benevolence is naturally, spiritually, or how, how God has us, is that women love romance, right? You know, so like in terms of, you know, taking your wife out, in terms of doing nice things, uh, in terms of, you know, you know being, uh, being cautious of her emotions and things like that. Um, I, I think that that all falls in the category of, of being benevolence, of, right? Of, of showing that kindness to her because she is, is uh, you know, flesh of your flesh and bone of your bone, right? Uh, you know, you're, 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 you're no longer one, but you're two. So as guys, you know, in the area of romance, we don't really need a whole lot, you know, in general, in, in general, I'm, I'm speaking in general statements. I'm, I'm not speaking like broad brushes. I know, I know, everybody's like screaming into the, into their iPods right now, uh, but no. <laughs> but but in in general, you know, men don't typically need need a lot, right? So um, so you know, when we talk about you know things like romance, it's very very important, right? It, it's the upkeep of the relationship. It's to you know keep things uh, fresh, uh, but but also again, it, it just falls in that vein of kindness and thoughtfulness, right? Uh, that's that's really what sort of the biblical idea of romance is. And you see that in Song of Solomon. Uh, you know, you see that in First Corinthians 7. And, and you also see it in, in Ephesians where, where it talks about the man um, uh, uh, showing this benevolence or being mindful of the wife because the wife is his own flesh. Right. It says no man hated his own flesh, but he takes care of it. So, right. Can I just jump on a little piggyback on, on what Pastor Henry is saying? I've been married, so I understand. And I, you know, I, I consider myself to be a little bit of a romantic when it came to, you know, being when I was married, I created the romance. There was a, there was a few, there was romance in my marriage and I, I created most of it. I came up with the ideas for what we would do on our anniversaries and things like that. One of the things is I was researching, I was, I was looking at, uh, there's a couple of different articles I read and they both said the same thing that science has, has proven to us that, uh, that romance thing, that, that, um, emotional thing that we start with that infatuation that feeling of endorphins rushing through that mm. butterflies in your stomach kind of kind of thing um that initial infatuation that you have is only sustained for about two years mm. right and 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 it kind of drifts away and it's it takes work to actually be romantic with the person that you have become accustomed to let's just say you get to learning your wife right uh and, and one of the things about that room, what you're saying, Pastor Henry, is to, to show her benevolence. It actually takes you taking action in those areas, because here's the thing. One, one, one good thing is to, is to you've laid down your life and you're being steadfast. You're going to work, you're providing, you're having children, you're taking care of your family. But there's something special about the marriage bond 
right? Pastor yeah. Pastor Pastor Chris has uh, preached a message on on uh, on these things before on marriage. How we should view our marriage more important than we do the relationship we have with our kids. We need to sustain that bond. Absolutely. And to do that every once in a while, you need to have a date night. You need to have you need to be able to to go out with your wife and and say here, let's get our parents to watch the kids so we can go and spend some time alone, and and, and make this bond stronger. And it is on those nights that you should make it special, that you should, uh, as the man, I believe, try to try to do something that romanticizes that, that that makes things romantic, right? And bring that bring that back because I believe it's true. After a couple of years, you begin you begin to get accustomed to that thing, and you need to actually work at it. Yeah, that makes sense. I think yeah. the biggest thing is action. When the Bible talks about love, it talks about loves in in terms of not feely, not touchy feely, not this idea, not this sort of this this sort of ethereal thing that's just out there. When the Bible talks about love, when it talks about Christ's love, it talks about the action that He put in place to come and teach us to come and die for us. So when it talks about, when, t- when it speaks to, to the husband, it says, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church because he gave himself for her. Right. Um, so it, it always speaks in terms of doing something or, or putting in place uh, some type of action. That's a great point. Right. I think in a lot of marriages, it is lacking. And I think that can lead to, to problems in marriages because I think at, at times it's, it's something that, uh, you know, uh, men kind of give up on. I, I agree with you, both of you guys. And again, like Pastor Eddie said, well, you might get in trouble for this, but I do agree that it's something that the women do need more. Uh, they need to be shown, uh, you know, that they are they are treasured, that they are valued, and so forth. That look, that's just the way God wired us, man. We're, we're made different, you know. We don't believe in no genders or whatever. <laughs> we believe that God made male and female, and He made us different. He wired us different. He created us different, and so yeah. forth. So, yeah. uh, you know, and, and that is something that women need. And I think a lot of men, and I guess most of this podcast, we're probably going to be speaking to the men here uh you know i think that that one thing that uh, a lot of men uh take for granted is is just the, the fact that their wife still needs to be like jimmy said earlier wooed and courted and 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 shown that she's valued and shown that she she is treasured and loved uh because again that's the way you know god made them and if you look at you know very back to the to the very beginning and some of the narratives we see right in, in genesis we see that i mean this this relationship between male and female had a like a little a, a bit of a romance in it. I mean, you can go to, uh, you know, Isaac and, and uh, Rebecca when they were, you know, sporting or laughing or however, yeah. the, whatever version you, you read, it says there when, you know, Abimelech looked out the window and saw them and, and that's what they were doing, right? So, I mean, they were kind of enjoying one another in a romantic sense. Uh, you know, I got a text here I wanted to go to in Genesis 29, verse 18. Now, Jacob loved Rachel. So he said, I will serve you seven years for your younger daughter, Rachel. Laban said, it is better that I give her to you than to give her to another man. Stay with me. So Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to him like only a few days because of his love for her. So, I mean, you can't get more romantic than that. I mean, you know, it, it, I've been with you for 20 years, but it seems like only 20 days, baby. You know what I mean? Y'all can use that line if y'all want. <laughs> Royalty free. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is that, you know, you see that in the very beginning that there is this uh, – 
there's just this romantic uh, nature of a relationship that even the uh, first few people that ever lived on this earth had. And, and we continue to see that in, in the Bible. So I think that, yeah, romance is, is very important in the marriage. It's one of the ways that we, uh, you know, upkeep. I like the way Pastor Henry put that word, upkeep. It's it's part of the upkeep of the marriage to continue kind of doing these things. And look, sometimes, like, like you guys said, it, you know, we don't we don't feel it. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's more of an action. Something It's more that something that we got to do. But look, you know, feelings, you know, especially for guys like us sometimes that land on the the, the reform side and, and I guess the cessationist side, we kind of, we're, <laughs> we're, we're scared of feelings you know, and, and experimental, experimental stuff, right? So, but I think that, you know, feelings are, can be something that, that is a good thing. I mean, God God gave us, he created us with emotion and and, and to, to feel things and, and they can be trusted. You know, we, we got to be careful there. We can't trust our feelings, but at the same time, you know, they, they, they are something that God gave us. And I think that in the marriage, you know, it is good. To, to feel love, that is good to feel romance, it is good to feel these things. These things can be indeed a gift from God. So I think, yeah, to answer to that question, romance is important in a marriage. Pastor Chris, I don't believe you because Master Yoda said, trust your feelings, okay? <laughs> <laughs> when you say that, Pastor, Pastor Chris, Pastor Henry, you were alluding to that too. This is the way the world wants you to feel love. The world wants you to feel emotional on a constant basis. So when you're fed through movies, TV shows, yeah. music, all that you're fed from the culture teaches you to trust your emotions and your feelings. The problem with that is that those, those fade, and science has shown us that. Uh, what I was talking about a few minutes ago, I believe that's true because I've experienced it. Right After a couple of years, you become accustomed to the one. And see, this is, this is the problem with that is if you, don't, if you don't recognize how the Bible treats love, and the Bible says, husbands, love your wives, even as Christ loved the church. It's a command, not a feeling, right? It doesn't matter how bad of a mood she's in or what, you know, she can't decide where, where to go eat tonight. Like, <laughs> you're, you're asking her, you're asking her, what do you, what do you want? And she's like, whatever. And Jimmy, as soon as you suggest Jimmy. something, what? Yes, women never women are always oh, did, ready did to get did i go off on a tangent w women always know where to eat brother uh, hey, hey, <laughs> I, i'll step back because i'm not married but, I, but, I, but I've, I'll I've experienced play, something play. like that before and i'm just i'm just saying even through that you're commanded to love her yeah right and so this is this is one of those things i think it's funny uh you can go hungry waiting for her to choose <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the other side of that, though, because I think in that I think that's kind of where you're going to, Jimmy, is that I think uh, on the other end of that spectrum. So we, we we all agree here that romance is important in a marriage and that romance is needed and that, you know, as men, you know, it's part of your upkeep, treasure your wife, love your wife, show her that she's valued. But on the other end, you know, especially on the on the on the woman's side, can it become an idol? You know, what I mean, can it become something that, you know, you kind of hold too high on a pedestal in your marriage? I believe it can. I believe if you if you become if you become addicted to it, it's it, it, what we know about romance is that that euphoric feeling that you have at the beginning. It's like serotonin. It's, it, it goes through you through you, and it, it's like that dopamine, right? That rush. And uh, every time you see him, when you first initially get infatuated with someone, that rush of feelings that you have comes back. And when it starts to fade, you start to look for that. You aren't necessarily. Uh, in love with the person you're in love with that feeling that you mm -hmm. had that yeah. feeling of romance that first came and when you start to when you start to hear things like you're not the man that i first met watch out <laughs> that's become <laughs> that, that that's it's becoming idolatry i'm looking for that romance that, right. that thing at the beginning right 
and they'll start searching for it. This is the problem. When it becomes idolatry, you're searching for that. And this is the same thing that, that God tells us in, in the Old Testament. You went whoring after other gods, looking for them, looking to be satisfied with what they could give you. What I'm showing you steadfast love. And so it's, it's one of those things. I do believe it can be become idolatrous. Uh, I, I believe it can be something that when someone searches for it, as opposed to finding substance in the relationship you already have, that's when it can become a problem. Yeah. And I think that that, that, that comes from a from a skewed or a false idea of what love is. Right. It goes back to the biblical definition of what love is. Love is action and putting things in place and actual, you know, actionable things. I know some women sort of sort of cringe because we have this cultural idea of what love is, right? You know, if you are both putting in place things of benevolence, if you're, I don't know, you know, setting the table for each other, if you're washing dishes, if you're going to work, if you're taking care of the children, if you're, you know, if, you know, you're in your relationship and in your marriage and you're doing these things, that that's all love right but we don't associate love with those mundane things that we think about we associate love with flowers and chocolates and little pretty uh, uh drawings and poems and everything else which all that's great right and i and i, I do believe that that, that 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 those things have a definite place in the relationship and it's part of that it, it's in that vein of kindness but don't associate those things as the biblical definition of what love actually is right um you know we we have this romanticized idea of what love is love is you know the guy coming through on a on a on a on a horse and being chivalrous and saying these great awesome words he has to be this orator and everything and you know he has to make me feel the same way i felt when i was 16 like 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 no like you're not 16 anymore you're 35 and we're married, <laughs> you know. So it's a totally different, you know, you know, setting. It's di- it's a different um, idea, and and what a false idea of love is, and what it does to a relationship is that you can have these lofty expectations, right? And then you can you can shove those expectations, both men and women, on on your mate. You know, you watch some movie like Fifty First Dates or something, or you know, some some romantic comedy, or you read all these books and hear this music, hear these songs, and you have this fantasiful idea of what you think love should actually be. And your mate may not be in that same vein. They may need to be sanctified in that area, or they may need more help or whatever. And you start putting these extremely lofty standards upon them, but it's like, look, this was a movie that was produced with million dollar, you know, actors and, <laughs> and cameras right, and right. like, uh, like it's, it's designed to move your psyche emotionally. That's not going to be your day to day reality. You know, not, not every day. I mean, you got kids, you got work, you got church, you got, you know, jobs and everything else. Like it's not going to be that way. Right. Um, you can, you can definitely try to try to come close to it in certain moments, but you can't have that as a standard. Your standard must be the biblical text of scripture and it must be God's definition of love. Whenever I'm given a, uh, uh, a wedding or I'm doing a wedding, I always tell the, the couple, you know, this feeling that you have right now, it's not always going to be there. You yeah. know I mean, so uh, you you have to figure out how to love, you know what I mean? When, when these feelings are gone. And, and, I, and you know, I like to say that, you know, love, like we've already said, love is, is not a feeling. It is a command. You're commanded to, to love one another. So that's what you got to understand. And, and I agree with you guys. It's, I think that, you know, our culture has shown us, you know, kind of a skewed uh, view of love or 
given us a skewed picture of what love is. And uh, we, we think of love as uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Wislet on the end of a boat. I mean, that's that's <laughs> love. Right. Right. But, but what about, you know, the, the guy that's, you know, taking care of his wife at, at her bedside, you know, having to having to change her, having to feed her and stuff like that. You know, those sacrificial acts, you know what I mean, that that Christ showed us, you know, that's love. Right. Uh, greater love has no man than, than the, who, he who gives his life for a friend. I mean, that is that is love giving your life for someone. And we we, we see that ultimate love in Christ uh, in the church. And, and that's how, how we are supposed to love, you know, our, our spouses to give our lives up for them, not necessarily to give, uh, you know, them a dozen roses, although that is good, but to give our lives for them. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is that, yeah, uh, when when women and I guess men too, we're too uh, focused on on this romantic love. And that's that's the perfect picture of love. And then we yeah. don't see it. Then yeah, it, it can be idolatrous. It could be something that you know we we put too high on a pedestal. I mean, it, yes, romance is good. Romance is is helpful in the marriage, but it is not the end all be all. It is not something that uh, you know we need to say if I don't have this and I'm going to walk out and find someone else because that's that's what the enemy wants. You know what yeah. I mean? The enemy wants us to, and this is why you see a lot of people having affairs and so forth. They're not giving getting the romance at home, so they're going to you know look for the romance in the office or, or somewhere else outside of the home because culture has told them that is what you need. You need this romance. If you don't have this, then you don't have love. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they got a skewed view of love. So they're, they're, they're chasing, you know, love uh, in romance outside of the marriage. So that, yeah, it can be a very dangerous thing when, when romance is put too high. Yeah, yeah, very good. I got a question for you guys. Again, we're getting in trouble here already. So let's, let's, let's continue with that. Huh? Who's more romantic, men or women? Isn't I mean, I figure we could that, just read Song of Solomon and go home. Isn't, isn't that the question that started? That, that's the question that started us off, uh, and it was between uh, Pastor Henry and his wife Nicole. Yeah, you full know, disclosure. They were, they, they, were, they were having that discussion, and that's how we got into this. And I would say that what we all came up with in that room was men are. We have to be because we're the pursuers. Right. We're, we're, we're not the pursuees. We're the pursuers. And, uh, you know, that's the way we were wired. That's the way God made us. And so, uh, you know, we're, we're the ones that have to come up with all the pickup lines, you know, and, yeah. and so that's 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 that goes that way. And go ahead, Pastor Henry. You were going to say something about Song of Solomon. Oh, no, I, I would just say, I mean, you know, I mean, it's just really a question. Who's more romantic? I mean, I mean, we can like we literally have books of the Bible where there's tons of courtship and the yeah. man is always doing. I mean, we have songs. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm not I'm not trying to you know, prop these, you know, these, these these areas up. But but like when you look at the wide swath of men over history, you look at Romeo and Juliet, you look like, you know, writings of Hamlet. You look at poetry. You look at Marvin Gaye, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, I mean, it's clear that that men are the most romantic creatures. But I would say that women receive the romance because we are, as Jimmy says, we are the ones pursuing. Right. We are the ones wooing. We are trying to court. Yeah. Song of Solomon is an interesting book because there's there's a few different ways people view you know the book. I, I think the the historic classical reform view uh, takes a more of a typological uh, view. So, it, you know, it is a picture of two lovers, but in the grander meta narrative, it is a picture of, of Christ in the church. Right. Mm. So I think that's the that's that's the kind of the view I hold. Uh, I, I do think that in the grand scheme, the main theme of, of the of the book is to to show God's love for his church, uh, even even in the Old Testament to the new. But at the same time, there's that 
immediate context that does show the love between uh you know a husband and wife just like i mean if we're to pull a, a parable the parable of the the stewards or the parable of, of uh, the sowers or whatever there's that immediate context of the sower but then there's a grander meta narrative of what you know christ is trying to tell and that's the way i view son of solomon so yeah there, i think there is some things that we can get from the book that that speak to you know the romance even though again the grander uh theme is uh christ in the church i think there is some things that we can get in i know jimmy you're gonna uh, go to one let me let me go to one i have one, uh, one quick one solomon 2 8 uh, where it says the voice of my beloved behold he comes leaping over the mountains bounding over the hills my beloved is like a gazelle or a young stag behold there he stands behind our walls gazing through the windows looking through the latisse mm. now that isn't a, a romantic man i don't know what it is you know she's describing her man how he's you know uh, you know leaping over mountains for her like a gazelle standing there you know uh you know, looking and gazing at her through the windows. I mean, yeah, yeah I think I think like like Pastor Henry says, Song Solomon puts this, puts it to bed, puts this person to bed. <laughs> men are more romantic. Yeah. The, the, the question. So the question was, is more who's more romantic, men or women? And you just described something she said. Right? right, that's the she part of it, and she's looking at her man and how he's pursuing her, right. how he's looking at her through the latisse, how he's coming and bounding over the hills, coming for her. But when he talks, and see, that's when you go read Song of Solomon, you'll see that when he's talking, in most of the places where it says he, he's saying something complimentary, or he's trying to woo her. Listen to what it says in chapter four. This chapter four starts off with a he at the at the subtitle or the beginning title. Behold, you are beautiful, my love. Behold, you are beautiful. Your eyes are dove behind your veil. Your hair is like a flock of goats leaping down the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of shorn ewes that have come up from the washing, all of which bear twins, and not one among them has lost its young. So like she, he's talking about, she's got a full set of teeth, and that's a good thing. I, <laughs> I guess these were compliments back in that day. But it, yeah. you can, you can kind of see how, how he's the one that is giving her all these compliments and these pickup lines and yeah you know, he's pursuing her he's trying to uh, make it romantic and she's the one describing every time you see she she's describing how great her love is to her friends and stuff she's not the she's not the one pursuing she's right. the one being pursued yeah so i think the the bible gives us sure footing on this because you know i think the argument uh, from sister nicole was that she was more romantic so pastor henry has some work to do i was <laughs> <laughs> I, I give it to you now pastor henry when we think about romance we do immediately go to female right because because females love the idea of romance but in terms of the actions of romance, right? I mean, it's hands down the man, right? You know, like that. That was that was the uh, the uh, the point that I was trying to sort of argue and get across. That yes, like like women love romance, and you know, because I mean, men we really don't need romance. I mean, there's like there's like a couple things we need. We need sensuality. We need. We need sandwiches, and that's pretty much it. Like, you know? <laughs> so I, I didn't say I was going to ask this, so but I'm going to I'm going to throw this in right here. Uh -oh. You know, uh, and I give you some time to think because I'll give mine first. And guys, what is the most romantic thing that you've done for uh, your wife or ex-wife? So I'll, I'll give mine here. So uh, 
and look, man, there's so many to go through. I'm just going to pull out one because I, I've done so many. Uh, that's, that wow. was a joke. That was a joke. <laughs> but anyway, um, I was like, wow. Uh, but okay. um, <laughs> but I think one that, hard, comes bro. To, <laughs> one that comes to mind is that when, when we were dating, we were in the West End and, um, you know, we were walking around and, you know, those little uh, horse and carriages, you know what I mean? I told her when we were dating, I said, you know, one day I'm going to take you on one of those. I mean, and when, you know, when you're dating, I mean, those things are expensive in case you don't know. So like when you're dating, you, you have to be like, yeah, one day when I make some money because I can't afford it right now. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, when, when uh, I proposed to her, I took her to because it, it was the, it was our first date. Our first date was in the West End. We had a Valentine's Day banquet. So Valentine's Day is really special for us guys because that's kind of our first date. So it's always been special in, in our marriage. Uh, but anyway, we, we, we went to a Valentine's banquet, Valentine's banquet for our school. Then afterwards, we went to the West End to hang out. Actually, the real story is that, um, you know, we're supposed to go with a bunch of friends of ours, but they they went to the, hit up a liquor store and, and they wanted to uh, party all night and drink. And I wanted I wanted to be romantic. So I, I skipped out and took her to the West End <laughs> to downtown to, to go to a restaurant. But anyway, we were walking through the West End and we saw the, the horse and carriage uh so i i said uh you know what uh, one day i'm gonna take you there so anyway when i decided to propose i took her to the restaurant that we went to that night and i took her on that carriage that night and i proposed to her on that carriage oh, so uh, cool. that was that was probably the the most romantic thing for me that i've done yeah no i i, I did some some similar uh it, it was a um it, it was a restaurant called i can't remember the name of the restaurant it's called cast iron or something like that or iron cast or whatever i'm probably getting that getting that wrong but it's in fort worth right um so so i i, I took it to that to that place and i i, I, did, I did something similar so i paid one of the carriage drivers to come at a certain time but it nice. was but it, 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 it almost got messed up because the guy was late so <laughs> <laughs> so i'm trying to stall and everything i'm trying to i'm trying to stall you know you know say all these sweet nothings and everything and i'm like where is this guy at and like the guy didn't come whatever she was like well do you want to just walk along the city or whatever i was like yeah let's go walk outside and by god's providence that the guy like pulled up like directly and she was like oh that's so beautiful and i'm like yep it's for you so <laughs> nice nice and, and, you know so the horse pulled up he opened the door the guy he had like a suit on or whatever i mean it was i mean it was it was it was fantastic but but i but i've also um wrote my a wife poetry i i wrote her two two poems uh and that i i gotta get on get on my game because it's been 12 12 years so uh, <laughs> bring that pastor henry yeah. back yeah, yeah, yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> but um but the, but the cool thing about uh about the second poem that i wrote is i is i wrote it in um in like king james language uh, so I gotta I gotta tell it to you guys uh, yeah. one day. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll read them on the air. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do a serious uh, Shakespeare reading of yeah. uh, Pastor Henry's uh, yeah. poems. Yeah. That's funny. I, I will tell you this: that I, I think there was a lot of romance in my, in my marriage. I, I tried. There was a lot of times I was romantic, but the one that sticks out the most is our fifth wedding anniversary. Um, it was on a Wednesday, right? And uh, the reason I remember that is because, well, we planned it out. She didn't really realize what we were planning out. She had to take the kids to my mom's. So my mom watched the kids the whole time uh, mm. that we were working, whenever we were working. She was our babysitter. So she took, she took the, the kids to, the, to my mom's. I set up the house. I, I got the flowers that I had hidden. I put them out. I, I cleared out the room. I ran her uh, a, a bath. I, had, I used to work at Mary Kay Cosmetics, so I had these bath bombs, these bath beads and things like that. <laughs> so I ran her a bath was wine and cheese and i gave her five different cards uh three that were funny because i'm a funny guy sometimes and two that were just romantic with poetry i i can write some poetry too there pastor henry so, uh, 
while she was in the bathroom, we were drinking wine and cheese. She read the she she read the the cards. Now, I told her we were going to go out that day. We we're going to go watch a movie or something like that. So I needed her to you know hurry up and get ready. I had already given her uh, one gift, but when she came out, she, she didn't realize. Well, why did you move the living room this way? I had a uh, a CD that I had bought of Italian love songs. I didn't know who this lady was. It was just beautiful music, right? So I, I, I put that on. I know the people listening don't know what CDs are, but we used to put them in. <laughs> <laughs> These round discs that used to go in this little, little spot. Disc, yeah. So Put it in, and I said, hey, uh, dance with me. And I played the Italian love songs, and we danced in the living room that day. Um, now, I, I will say this. Uh, at some point during that, um, she begins to cry. I, I pulled away, and I said, what's wrong? She said, Shut up. <laughs> and, and, and for that, I think um, that there was a few other gifts and we went out to the movies. We spent the whole day just together. We made we made it. I had already told my mom that we were going to be late. We we're going to we we're going to come pick up the kids right away because it was our anniversary and we we're going to spend the whole day together. And so I would say that that one stands out to me. That's awesome. Nice, nice. You guys are romantics. Yeah, I, didn't know, I didn't know this side of y'all. Now, like, so, so one last question before we wrap. We got to wrap up here. But, uh, you know, one last question. And then this one, we'll probably have to kind of hit it and come back to it because I think there's some more discussion that needs to be had on it. But let's just give a kind of a short answer if we can. Has feminism killed romance? I would definitely say yes. I mean, when you uh, and, and I, I think that this is uh, and I'm, I'm not no relationship guru, but I, I think the knowledge of God and God's design for men and women is the correct way. Right. Uh, feminism says that, um, well, third wave feminism says that a woman can do anything a man can do. Right. Um, that there shouldn't be any distinctions between men. Um, there are feminists who believe that men should not open doors anymore. Uh, car doors, regular doors, uh, you know, that chivalry is not something that needs, needs to be done because it makes the woman, it, it sort of belittles the woman or whatever. And so when you do that and you take away the natural pursuit or you take away the natural kindness that men should be showing and the awareness that men should have towards women, then yes, it is killing romance because you know, I mean, I'm just uh, this. This may be controversial, but I was always taught that if you are pursuing a woman, you know, you you pay, right? right. You know, as a man, you know, you're courting a woman. You know, you don't slide the check and split it halfway, or you know, you get your card out, she gets her card out, or whatever. Like, you know, that I don't know. Like, I mean, that you know, again, I'm married, so I'm I'm sort of uh, not a part of this new feminist wave. But it is, you know, that's that's why. I mean, I, I'll just go ahead and say it. That's why women today are miserable. Every single survey, every five years, they take a survey and they talk about the happiness of women. Are women happy? Why aren't women happy? There's a, there's a column written by a woman. She's also a feminist. And she even admits, I can't think of where it is. I, I think one of those was on Slate or the New York Times. But it says that why are women unhappy today than they were back in the day? And it's because chivalry is gone. It's because they're in the workplace. They're being submissive to a sort of an environment uh they are uh they are having to carry the burden that i believe personally that the men are designed to carry right and they're having to try to pursue men mm. that that like that's the level of weight that god did not design women to sort of sort of endure and right. when you think about it it is the opposite nature of song of solomon It is the opposite mm. of christ in the church right um and so 
I definitely believe that feminism is a cancer to romanticism and also just to male and female relations, period. So, mm. yeah, I want to I'll weigh in on this, too, and say that I don't think that romance can be killed. Right. Men still want to be romantic. It's just that at this point, uh, if, if it's a feminist woman and it's creeped into the church, don't think it's not. Yeah. So you can meet a You can meet a church girl. Right. But she, she may have a chip on her shoulder when it comes to that feminism thing. And that's that's the issue. That chip on her shoulder, you just don't know who has it until you go to open that that, that door for her. And she looks at you and, and she looks at you like it's me too. Hey, what did you open the door for me for? Don't come at me like that because me too, you know? Hashtag me too. And I'm sitting here going, okay, well, you know, I, it, it makes the man feel like he can't even try. Right. And that's the problem, right? I think men want to be romantic. Men want to pursue um, godly men, men like me. Uh, you know, you got to be careful where you go and what you do and what you say. It, while I don't believe that it's dead completely because I want to be a romantic, right? I believe that about me. If I did meet the right woman, I'd be romantic with her. Uh, so I don't believe it's dead, but I do believe feminism has curbed what we can do. And, and, right. and just watch out for that chip that, that's, that's on a, even a church girl's shoulders. And I, I, I say that with all like uh, due reverence. I, you know, I, uh, women are their gift to us. This Adam, Adam, when he first saw Eve, I think that's the most romantic words in the Bible. <laughs> bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. When he saw her, he was praising God Amen. for what he had done. He is, wow, look at what you've done. And so I still feel like that. I still feel like women are a gift to us. And I would treat it as, as such. I just say that in today's culture, in today's world, we got to be careful. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met a pleasant feminist, you know, or a feminist that, you know, you'd, you'd like to be around. Other than, I don't know if Ellen's a feminist, but she seems like a pretty cool, <laughs> pretty cool lady. <laughs> if you watch her show. Isn't she the one that uh, pursued Portia de Rossi, though? I mean, is uh, I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I'm just saying. <laughs> what I'm saying, I'm looking for a ple- I'm, I'm trying to grasp for straws here. I'm looking for a pleasant feminist. But yeah, I think that that's just the thing is that it takes everything, uh, you know, from a woman that, that God put her put her there for, you know, to be treasured, to be desired, to be wooed, to be taken care of. Uh, scripture says she is the weaker vessel. You know what I mean? But, uh, you know, feminism throws all that out the out the door and wants to, you know, kind of, you know, say that I don't need any of that. I don't need to be taken care of. I don't need to be courted. I, I can do everything on my own. So, yeah. yeah, it's just going against, you know, the just the biblical. Uh, view of male and, and uh, female relationships, but I just want to you know close with a verse uh, on my end, Proverbs five eighteen uh, nineteen. Let your fountain be blessed and rejoice in the wife of your youth, a lovely deer, a gracious doe. Let her breast fill you at all times with delight. Be intoxicated always in her love. Man, well, what a just a, a, a beautiful picture of uh, the gift that God has given us to. Uh, uh, to love and cherish each other in a marriage, you know what I mean, our spouses. So I think that's something that that is not to be uh, neglected. It's something, to, in fact, to be embraced as a beautiful and wonderful gift from God. So just to want to encourage you, marriages out there, man, em- embrace your spouse, love your spouse, do everything you can to uh, you know woo them, pursue them, show them that they are they are treasured. And, and, and believe me, you know you'll, you'll you'll find that this is a great gift from God and you a gift to enjoy and a gift to uh, take heart in. Any, any final thoughts, guys? Uh, my uh, wife was around a table one day, and it was filled with about four single ladies, and it was two married ladies, my wife being one of the married ladies. 
and they were discussing sort of things and this may be a broader discussion or whatever but my my wife made a comment and i probably can't get the get the quote right but i get the gist of it she said um you know they're discussing doing things and chivalry and romance and everything and she was like um she was like it's not that i can't change the uh, tire on my car it's not that i can't sort of open the jelly bottle or whatever the case may be she says but but it's a heck of a lot nicer knowing that somebody loves me enough to do those things mm. right and that's essentially what it is that's essentially what romance and what love is is that it's not that somebody can't do these things or women are helpless in some type of manner right but it's the fact that a man a male, a husband loves his wife that much more that he's willing to show that benevolence and go that extra mile and put in the action to show that he's willing to do those things. Right. And I, I think that, that that's a picture of Christ is that Christ went beyond what any man could ever do. Uh, there is no question to how far Christ went for his bride and, and, and went for his church. So, I mean, I mean, to me that, that fills up the whole idea of what romance is, is that it is love and action and we have no greater uh, model uh, for that than in Jesus Christ. Amen. Yeah. Um, last thing I'll, I'll say is that that was, that was good. Pastor Henry, um, what you were just saying about that, you said something earlier about um, finding wife is a good thing. Proverbs uh, 15, I believe, or 18. I'm, I'm not quite sure where that's found, but um he that finds a wife finds a good thing. Well, there's another proverb, Proverbs 31, 10, that says, an excellent wife who can find. Mm. She is far more precious than jewels. And when I read that verse, it, it, st- it stands out to me. It's a question. A precious, uh, uh, an excellent wife who can find. And see, this is where we rely on, on Christ, where, where we rely on God for uh, finding that, that person. And once we found that person, it's incumbent on us as, as men to, to treat that gift that excellent gift far more precious than jewels, right? This is one of those. This is one of those places where you would you would care if a man would care for his money, for his wife as much as he cared for his money or his precious jewels or his you know PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what, Pastor Chris? I think we're going to get in trouble far more for this episode than any other episode. <laughs> but I'm just going to say that that proverb right there, when I read it, it really tells me that God is involved in you and your uh, marriage. And also that if, if you have an excellent wife, treat, treat her like that precious jewel. Amen. You should be treating her like. And that's, yeah. that's the last thought of that I had. Oh, yeah. wait, wait one, one other thing. Pastor Henry, you were just saying that. My, I got a sister in Austin who has said this. I hate feminism. She goes, I've never had to fill up my gas tank. <laughs> right? Her husband always does it for her. Yeah. It's one of those it's one of those little things about love. Right? You might not think it's a big deal. Yeah. But for my sister, she sits there and she thinks, I've never had to fill up my gas tank. Mm. Yeah. Right? I, I think about that for a second. I, I think, you know, just really quickly before we leave too, I think we gotta say this is because I, I've seen this a lot. Uh, you know, there's some guys out there or some people out there that think that romance has got to be something that you got to spend a lot of money on. Right. So I can't I can't afford to buy flowers. I can't afford to take my wife out to eat like you guys do or this and that. It doesn't have to be that. Like Jimmy no. just gave an example where it was something in the home, you know, finding a babysitter or something, something so, so simple as that. I mean, even the little things I think that your spouse would, would enjoy and uh, would treasure. So I don't let, you know, you know, the, the financial uh, kind of barrier there, you know, stop you from being romantic or, or don't use it as an excuse because I've seen plenty of people use it as an excuse. You know what? I just can't afford. You know what? 
that's fine. Take her to, you know, McDonald's. It might have been your first date anyway. You know what yeah. I mean? So, you know, just say this is where our first date was or whatever. And don't let that that money thing, you know, get in the way because I've seen that happen as well a lot. That's funny, Pastor yeah. Chris. I would say I saw a video yesterday of two elderly people at like the Walgreens or something at the card thing. And they were looking at cards and then they looked at each other and they exchanged cards. He read he, he read hers. She read his. They kissed and then they put him back on the counter. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Just a little tip out there, man. The dollar store is your best friend during Valentine's Day. Okay, don't go to the mall. Don't go to Kroger. Don't go to. Don't even go to Walmart. Go to the dollar store, and believe me, you'll come out. You'll come out of there very happy. <laughs> hey, 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 I, hey! I'll, I'll give you another, another, another tip. If you can talk to your lady and you can come to some sort of agreement, me and my wife, we have this, this sort of, this sort of a agreement. Look. We we celebrate Valentine's Day on the day after, right? Because all the candy is oh, like nice. half off, <laughs> all the bears and all the cute stuff is like half off. So we already know, you know what I'm saying? Yes, so, yeah. hey, 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 a quick question before we leave. Just a fun question. Favorite romantic movie? Oh, gosh, man. Uh, what's the one with Selma Hayek and um, Fools, Fools Rush In? Fools yeah. Rush In. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Good movie. That's good. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, good. Yeah. I don't know if y'all ever have seen the, the movie Phenomenon. Yeah, John, I've seen it. John Travolta. Yeah, John Travolta. Yeah, that yeah. sees the light and everything. Got that thing. He bought. He bought her chairs. Remember the old the old guy saying he bought her chairs. Oh yeah, they were ugly chairs. <laughs> they were ugly. They were uncomfortable, hard to sit in. But he bought her chairs, right? But there was a scene in the movie right there toward the end where uh, he's gonna die. They already know it's a tumor, and he asks her, uh, you know, hey, do me a favor. Will you love me for the rest of my life? She said, No, I'm gonna love you for the rest of mine. Mm. Right, because he's mm. gonna die in a week or whatever, right? And so I thought that was a uh, it, it, it kind of got me, guys. It got me a little bit, you know. That's good, but but uh, you know, it's just one of those things. Phenomena. Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Uh, don't make fun of me, guys. I'm gonna go with you got mail. I don't know if y'all seen that one. Uh, uh, yeah, Tom Hanks and yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's one of our favorites. We watch it a lot. <laughs> but anyway, I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that episode. If you got any questions, any pushback, anything you'd like to add, you can find us online. You can go to our website www.thesolarcast.com. You can also find us on our social media platforms. We're at uh, Instagram at the Solarcast. Also on Facebook, just search for the Solarcast page, like the page, share the page. We're also on Twitter at Solar underscore Cast, and you guys are at. I'm at Los Jimmy. I'm at Knots of Broadcast. I'm at C. Hernandez 214. You can also find out more information about our church. If you're in the Dallas area, you'd like to come join us at uh, 3232 Batan Street, Dallas, Texas, 75212. You can find out more information at www.ecclesiachurch.org. Yeah, and also, don't forget to give a shout out to our uh, fellow uh, Bar Network podcast uh brothers and sisters uh, you can <laughs> you can uh yeah you can find out more about them at uh, the website the website jimmy www.podcast.com the barpodcast.com <laughs> that's right also uh, we're giving a shout out this month to a uh, women's hope podcast a very good podcast out there to Amen. listen to and try to try to learn some good theology from some uh, good solid women of god so anyway uh, until next time let's get to the meat yes sir let's do it okay I just made this beat right now. I'm MC Goya. Okay, listen. Hey, I'm on the ground like El Chapo in a tunnel, eating about 12 tacos. I'll put you in a box like a gato. Punchline stay in my mouth like Mr. Sacco. Jay thinks he runs Christian hip hop. He wears white socks when he wears his flip flops. And he looks like Shook Knight. I put him in a chokehold and say goodnight. 
It's not music but clothes that he started I can find better shirts in a flea market Okay Google, who's the best rapper? Goya, Rat and Grace is full of slackers